We are tonight manifesting with Megan Kevin Cregan. And the topic of tonight is naturally high on life in April because it is 420. And we all know that. <laughs> I am so excited to have Kevin and share his extraordinariness with the world. This is, in fact, probably one of the coolest people and the dearest friends that I unfortunately don't get to see a lot of anymore. But I figure an hour conversation with him <laughs> is more than exciting for me. It definitely makes this quarantining even that much better because people <laughs> like him are definitely those that you want to keep around in your life. So welcome, everybody. I do want to introduce him. But Kevin, as always, we start my manifesting with Meg's to basically invite you to set an intention that you want to actually meet um, for this interview. So whatever intentions you have, I ask you to hold it in your heart. And at the end, I ask you to pick a number between three and 397. It's a number that corresponds with my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss, which you're familiar with. Um, my Magical Guide to Bliss has insights that um, offer you a daily hit or basically you could follow it throughout the year. And um, I clear up, oh, there you go. He has his own as well. <laughs> it's all about trying to arrive to a state of bliss, not as an abstract idea, but an attainable state of being that we can all strive for. Doesn't matter whoever you are, wherever you are, there's always an opportunity to live from intention and desire. And when you do that, you know, you're reaching a state of happiness that you could actually go from the impossible to the possible. And this is one of those blissful moments. So I have Fabulon guests and diva, Kevin Cregan. Um, let me give you a little bit background as to our friendship, as well as to Kevin and his magicalness, basically. Um, for those who know him and don't know him, he is a star champion in his own right. I am actually playing with some of the wonderful tools that I've gotten on Facebook. And this gentleman certainly back in the day was <laughs> amazing national champion, world champion at that. He was a world champion and the U.S. National Aerobics Mixed Pair Champion in 1990. He was a 1991 World Aerobics Mixed Pairs Champion. In 1993, he has a Diesel Open Aerobics Champion, fifth place men's individual. He's He was a personal uh, trainer for a very long time. He worked at Crunch Fitness in Miami Beach, and that's where we got to get to know each other. Um, mm -hmm. Take a class with Kevin. Certainly will take the doldrums away in anybody's life. He definitely <laughs> was a mood kicker and a booty kicker at the same time. The music that he played was beyond phenomenal. And, you know, we do say that if we get lucky enough tonight, he might break out in a rendition of God knows Judy or Babs. Who knows? <laughs> that was a surprise at the end of the interview. Um, at this point in time, he is um, living his best and most authentic life and you know, rising to the challenges as well as gaining his own bliss. He is the, I guess you're running, you're, you're running the kitchen at the Hale Foundation, 
a med residential drug and alcohol treatment facility and you'll soon be running the kitchen at the valor station a residential drug and alcoholic treatment facility as well exclusively for first responders which you know is so important nowadays because right now we need to support our first responders like nobody's business in light of what's happening and and the state of the world so what an amazing opportunity for you to be of service to some of the people who are really serving our communities right now and serving all of us, which is amazing. <clears throat> no, Kevin is clearly to love him. He is a sunshine, bright and smile. While he walks in the room, he lights it up. He is definitely one of the people who has shown me how to shine in my life. And as he loved to say for many years, create yourself a beautiful day and at this point in time i am so excited to share this incredible person with you and certainly i open it up to you please tell us how you are all about being naturally high on life and give us a little bit more as to your magicalness kevin thank you meg um you know, it's really funny because because I don't know. Originally, when we had talked about it, I don't know why the 420 didn't hit me in the head. But last <laughs> week, I was like, oh, my God, this mm -hmm. is on 420. Yeah. And, you know, that used to have such a different different meaning for me. Um, you know, and I love the way that you were able to take that and twist it into, you know, 420 being naturally high. Um, yeah. You know, because for me, that is what <clears throat> that's what my life is all about now. Um you know, we've talked about this. Um, I have been in recovery. I've been in a 12-step program um, since I came to Augusta. Um, you know, and, and it's just, it really, really, really has changed my life. It has dramatically, you know, changed my, my perspective. I was always, you know, for the most part, I was always a very upbeat person, a very positive person. But, you know, at the same time, for whatever reasons, I had my, I had my demons, um, you know, and, you know, there was a, you know, at the end of, at the end of living in Miami, it was, you know, Miami was a wonderful, wonderful place to live for a really long time until for me, it wasn't a wonderful place yeah. to live. Um, you know, just the whole, the whole scene. Um, and, and, you know, and I wasn't, I, I wasn't a big go out late to the clubs kind of a person, but you know, it, it just, it just wasn't good for me. Um, it just, I mean, there were some really, really dark times, um, I moved to from I moved from Miami to South Carolina and stayed with my parents for a little while, and then um, when they got, it's I mean it, it's stuff that I can laugh about now and that all uh, most of the people that know me or everybody that knows me from Augusta has heard me you know share what happened, but you know it was just. You know, I mean, I can laugh about it now, but there was a time, you know, when I had when I had gone to treatment that my sister, my sister Meg was at my parents' house and everybody, everybody was, everybody was there for, it was either a anniversary or something. And she was upstairs in the room that I had been staying in with her young daughters. And she went to, she went to show them a picture that was leaning against the wall that was like, I think it was one of my parents' wedding pictures. And when she picked it up, there were a couple of empty bottles of vodka there. Oh, hey now. So she turned it into a learning experience. Oh. And they had they had a treasure hunt. Oh. <laughs> oh my you know, and it's something that I can laugh about now. But you know, I mean the 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 reality of it was at the time it was it was horrible. It was a really, really dark place. 
<clears throat> and, you know, thank, thank God, thank God for second chances and, you know, for, for 12 step programs um, and for being able to be honest with other people that, you know, share, not only share the same, more, more importantly, not only share the same issues as I do, but the, the biggest gift of it is that we all share the same solution. Um, and that is the biggest gift for me today in my life. And being at the Hale House, um, you know, like you said, it's a residential men's drug and alcohol treatment facility. Um, they ask people to commit to be there for at least a year. Um, and, you know, it, it's just it's so it's so humbling, but it's also so gratifying to see see these men like just come in at, at, at the worst possible time of their life, the absolute bottom of their life. I just, I literally just got goosebumps and to see them change and grow and become beautiful, productive members of society. It's just, there is nothing more, more fulfilling that I could be doing in my life right now. There really, really isn't. Wow. I, you know, first of all, what you shared that you had demons and you don't know why, well, you know, your demons or whatever you consider your lowest point brought you to a place where now you can help so many more people. And your friend Tammy Lee says she's so proud of you, Kevin. You are love <laughs> and sunshine to all who know you. Lisa, my friend Lisa, we call him Evelina. She says, <laughs> you know, the lives that you have been able to probably touch since you were able to by the by the you know the love of your family or after the treasure hunt or the learning <laughs> you want to call it you know i mean i think it it takes you to a place where you know you don't have to carry that heaviness alone for whatever reason and and the gifts that come from actually looking at yourself and saying okay it's time maybe encouraged more so by your family because they love right. it um but i think that you know you know, when we met in at Crunch Fitness in 1999, I think it was before I was getting married, and you helped me like get into great, you know, great shape when I was getting ready for that big um, transition in my life. You know, from single to you know um, a couple. But you know what? The greatest thing that you know I remember about you, and I think that this is something that I think that many people probably share with you at this point in time is that you are Kevin. You're Kevin. Whatever rendition of Kevin decides to show up, which is amazing no matter what, everybody really loves you because of who you are, not because of your demons, but you know, with your demon. Like literally, it's the whole picture. And you know, I mean, I'm so grateful that you were in Miami before you moved to Georgia because I had the opportunity and you met my mother as well. I remember you trained with us and you were evil, evil. <laughs> But, you know, I think that it is a time in your life when I think when you, which is I think something that anyone can speak to what they speak to you is that when you become friends with someone, you really open your heart to them. And I think that it makes you really vulnerable in many respects, but it also makes you a powerhouse because look what you're doing now. And, and your friend Kaylor says hello as well. Kaylor is healer, healer. Keeler, I'm sorry. And he says you're fabulous at that. You know, I, I, as a fellow creator of your world now, I mean, you really have taken a turn and, you know, made a life for yourself in a totally different career. So you went from a national aerobics champion, totally involved in the fitness world, you know, also, 
you know, you know, playing into what that offers as well. You know, you said you got involved with, with drinking and, and you ended up in a, a 12 step, but actually gets you to meet yourself a lot better, which is, I think something that you take away from the whole thing. But you know, I want you to um, tell us about your life experience in that, how you can look back now and share with anyone who's at that place. Maybe they're in a dark spot, you know, being isolated certainly is not a fun experience. Um, maybe you can share with them how, they could, you know, you know, suddenly, you know, take a natural high on life shift, you know, not having to mm -hmm. numb themselves out, but reaching out perhaps to people like you who can certainly be present because you know it works. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, and that, that's, that's the thing about, you know, about that is, is for whatever reason, for whatever reason I was, I was, a, you know, and for me, most of it, most of that, you know, if, you know, part of doing going through a 12 step program is, is taking a really, really deep look. And, you know, when I was able to put it all down on paper, most of it was, you know, if, if I boiled everything down to its essence, it was all fear based, you mm -hmm. know, it was all fear based. And, you know, and for me, it's for me, you know, what what I've learned today is that I cannot I cannot live in fear and in faith at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're mutually exclusive. I, you cannot, you can, and, and when I'm living in fear, it's because mm -hmm. I'm trying to take my will back. That's, mm -hmm. that's me trying to say that, you know, because God can see around corners. I can't see around corners. Mm -hmm. um, and, and things that I never could have dreamed of, or I never would have imagined for myself, you know, especially, you know, nine, 10 years ago, um, just the way that, you know, the path that God has led me down it's just, you know, it's just so beautiful. It's so, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's really funny because the saying there, but for the grace of God, go, I used to really piss me off. But now it's like, <laughs> and I don't know why, but, you know, and I think it was because I thought it was very, very judgy. But, you know, the, the bottom line is that the grace of God is available to all of us. And whatever, whatever your definition of your higher power or whatever your definition of God is, um, you know, the, the, the universal goodness, you love of the universe, however you want to define what your higher power is, um, that higher power wants, you know, wants nothing but, but the best for each and every one of us. And, and it's, you know, the, the grace of God is there for any, any, any one of us at any time to, to grab a hold of, you know, it really, really is. And, you know, being able to show people that even at, you know, and you even said it too, you know, what, you know, what I'm able to do now is show people that even when you're at what you think is your darkest, darkest hour, that can become your greatest gift because you are going to be able to share with somebody else who feels like they're at their darkest hour, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train coming at you. Yeah. yeah well, you know, I, I think, you know, I, it, it, I don't know how long, how long, well, let me ask you, how long did it take you um, to actually, you know, give in to the grace, you know, you, you understand what I mean? Cause I, I'm mm -hmm. sure no, I do. you're not really happy about, you know, being in a experience where, you know, you don't get to say what you want to say and do what you want to do and their control a little bit more. Um, so, you know, when do you allow the grace? When did you allow the grace in your life? Well, you know, and for me too, it was, it was, it's a it's a twofold answer to that. Um, I, I think the biggest because because you know I, I you know I had a couple of setbacks um, 
you know, everybody knows about, um, everybody from Augusta knows about Kevin and his vanilla extract experience. Actually, they did um, say that they, here, by the way. Cindy Grubbs mentioned vanilla they did. I was going to ask you about yeah. that. <laughs> but um, oh, where was I going? I just saw a squirrel and my mind went. Um, <laughs> well, you're talking about the grace and it was a two-part answer. Right. And, and you know, for me... What what there there were two parts of it. I, I was I was trying to I was trying to change my life and get sober for everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. I, it was it was very much um, you know that old British sitcom Keeping Up Appearances with Mrs. Bouquet. But there's a British sitcom called Keeping Up Appearances, okay. and this woman's last name is Bucket, but she okay. makes everybody call her Mrs. Bouquet. Oh, okay. And it's all about looking it doesn't matter what's going on inside it's, as long as everybody else thinks you're doing well that it's all fine and, and i was trying to live like that for a long time and then the second part of the grace was that again there was a very injured part of me that didn't feel like for whatever reason i don't know if it was the gay thing or you know whatever that i didn't feel like i deserved god's grace oh wow um and when i was able to accept the fact that you know there, there's I, I believe that everybody on this earth is here for a very specific reason. There, mm-hmm. There's whatever you're here for. There's nobody else on this planet that can do what God sent you here for. And if you deny the planet of that, you're being really selfish. If you deny the universe of your, of God, of your, of God's gift of grace to you, that to me is the ultimate selfish act, you know? And, and it took, it, it was really, that was the biggest awakening for me was to realize that yes, I deserve. I, I deserve God. I'm a child of God. Each and every one of us is a child of God, and each and every one of us is deserving of God's grace. That's beautiful. You know, I, I think that I think some some people really have a hard time truly believing or getting to the point where they they see their own uniqueness, their own specialness, the, mm-hmm. that uh, unique quality that only they could bring to the table. And, and literally, if you're here in this time and this now. It's it's time and, and now to to shine in whatever way you're meant to shine. So I think figuring out or at least allowing that to come to fruition is, like you said, a really um, beautiful act for everyone else. And and I and I and I and I can totally tell you, people are on the telling how much they love you and how much you know you make them laugh all the time, and, and even when they're at a low point. So I think that we all shine with each other for each other, and how important it is that we all show up at this time to speak whatever truth we find is necessary to speak. I think at that point, you know, today being the 20th of April, the inside of the day is by Paulo Coelho, and it's it's a little kind mm-hmm. of. A little dire, but at the same time, it really speaks to truth. If you really mm-hmm. think about it, it's everyone is going to die. How you get there is up to you. And and I really how that speaks to me, you know, is that you know, you know, we have two things that are certain: birth and death. And the dash is what we make of it. And if that means mm-hmm. um, you live your life to the fullest, that means you live your life to the fullest. So tell, but you can tell me what does that mean to you? living that dash out loud you know it, it, it's you know it seems like such a simple you know simple statement but it is so profound you know it really is so profound and you know our, our lives are a series of choices and you have the choice every single day mm-hmm. to choose to choose bliss to choose happiness you know the the old the old saying about 
you know, is the glass half full or half empty? Mm. Um, you know, how you see that amount of water in the glass doesn't change the amount of water in the glass. You know, there's X amount of, of uh, the volume is X amount. But how you choose to see that has a profound change on your life. You know, if you choose to focus on the, the emptiness of the glass, then you're probably going to, you know, you're probably going to self-fulfilling prophecy, the emptiness. If you choose to see the fullness yeah. uh, that's in the glass, you're, you're going to attract, you know, like attract like attracts like. Yeah. And if you choose to see the goodness and the, the fullness and everything, it's going to start surrounding you. Yeah, that's so beautiful. You know, so. Yeah. What a great way of looking at life, especially as I sit here and look at you, surrounded by the beauty of the world through your paintings behind you and the purples behind you and, you know, seeing these things and, and your beautiful light, you know, that's the fullness of life, you know, what we can see as beautiful rather than, you know, focus on the fact that we can't really be outdoors doing what we usually do and experiencing what we usually experience. It's seeing this time for what it, it actually offers and instead of being the emptiness, that fullness you speak to. I, I love what you point out as far as the the metaphor about the empty glass, you know, the glass is full of water. And it, the, the, the amount of water in that glass is the amount of water in that glass. And mm. it's how you see it that makes all the difference. I mean, one of the points that I want to elevate today, you know, certainly is that, you know, life is much better traveled with these enthusiastic people that you get to meet on the journey, right? And, it, you know, certain people bring out the really good in you, the best in you. And other people, they trigger you and, and you know, they, ah, you know, my God, you know, you're here still. And maybe being in isolation with the same people over and over again, you know, <laughs> trigger a lot more than that elevated, you know, enthusiasm for life. So that's why I'm so excited to talk to you. I get my break from my reality for now. But, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, now that, you know, um, you, you, you seem to have made uh, a transition in your life to living, feeling again, like not living numb anymore. You know, how does, how does it speak to you? How do you honor your own dreams? How do you, you choose to set out set surrounding yourself with people that elevate you? You know, it, it's really funny because growing up, um, you know, my, what 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 I what my idea of success growing up is probably what, you know, a lot of people's idea of success. It had everything to do with, you know, your job and your education and what car you drove and mm -hmm. where you lived and the, the school that you attended and, you know, all of this stuff, um, you know, and, and, and that's just stuff. You know, for me now, you know, for me, my goal in life now is not not to have stuff. My goal in life now is to gather joy and ah. to gather around people, people that bring me joy. Mm -hmm. um, That's awesome. You know, and it's funny to, to your point about the about the, you know, something else that I've learned through this journey of self-discovery is that, um, you know, if, if there's something about somebody that bothers me, it's because they're they're being a mirror. They're reflecting to me something about myself that I have not yet learned to love and accept. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on my radar. You know, there are things about other people that drive other people crazy. And I'm just like, you know, and then there's things that drive me crazy about other people that other people don't get. You know, so for me, I, if, if I take that again, take the positive look at it and say, OK, what it what what do I what can I do 
you know, what can I turn around mm -hmm. to, to empathize <clears throat> with why this person is driving me absolutely that crazy? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that's amazing. And like you said before, like attracts like. <laughs> so, yeah. you, know, you know, literally if you, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and that's that wrong side of the bed notion follows you throughout the day, maybe you should go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and try again right i i love how you say that you try to gather joy now i think that that is something that especially um those memories those moments those things to look forward to as far as experiences rather than the material items that you you speak to um you know i i i wanted to ask you more about the hale foundation i know that you know you've gotten very involved in it you were raising uh you were raising funds for it to support the the program as well. And, and I, I'd like to, to educate like the people who are watching, what exactly is the Hale Foundation? And, and certainly, you know, maybe afterwards we can give the links to it, to see if people would be interested to support it as well. Yeah, it's, um, well, it's a nonprofit. Um, they don't, you know, don't take any money from the government, from the city, from, you know, it's fully self-supporting um, with, you know, also with donations from a lot of people in the community. Um, you know, the, 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 the men who found, the, the men who are running or currently, the man who is currently running the, the foundation um, is a really big believer in, um, you know, he's, he is really one of the most, his name is Cliff Richards. He is one of the most amazing people I have ever met. Um, and he really believes that, you know, in order for you to be successful, in order for you to turn your life around, you've, you've got to have some kind of investment mm -hmm. in it. So, you know, they're really, you know, and, and some of the things, especially some of the guys early on just are like, oh, why are they such Turks about this? You know, why do they make me do this and that? And why do I have to get up and be at breakfast every morning at six and be at meditation and every morning at seven? And why do I have to make my bed every day? You know, and, and it's all about just setting a routine, setting, you know, setting, setting, goals and growth and boundaries in your life. Um, you know, there, there's something that, you know, and early on when, when he, when Cliff had said this, I was just like, Ugh. it was one of those things that really annoyed me. Yeah. He was, his, his, one of his favorite sayings is what you do in some things, you do in all things. Oh. And, you know, and at first I was just like, no, no, but, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, you know, if you're cheating on the little, the little, seemingly inconsequential things, you know, chances are you're cheating on the big stuff too. You know, it's like what, you know, once that, once that crack is open and that flood water starts pouring in, it just becomes so much easier to just be like, eh, eh, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a really, you know, it's a really beautiful place. And, and, you know, the, one of the, one of the, the sad realities of, of, you know, alcoholics and drug addicts and recovery is, you know, the, the, the percentage is not, you know, it's, it's not, it's really not, it's not that great to be perfectly honest. I mean, I have, you know, since, since I've been there in 2011, literally I have lost count of the people that I know that have died oh, of wow. drug and alcohol related deaths. I mean, literally have lost count. And, you know, another thing that, you know, that, that, Cliff had done early on was we were in a room with, I don't know, maybe there were 40 of us. And he, you know, said something to the effect of, you know, everybody look around. 
And he said, give or take, there's 40 of you right now. He said, statistically, in one year, only four of you will still be sober. Wow. And that's a really, that's a really sobering, I mean, literally, that's a really sobering <laughs> yeah. reality. And, wow. you know, and, and, and just, and also to get, you know, you know, one of the other things too, that was really hard for me in the beginning was, was wrapping my, my, my mind around this concept of living one day at a time. But, you know, for anybody who's a Christian and has ever said the Lord's Prayer, you know, it, say, it says, give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't talk about next week's daily bread. It doesn't talk about the daily bread for the year. It's just talking about, give us this day our daily bread. You know, give us this 24 hours. Um, that's, all, that's all any of us have is today. Um, you know, so it's just, it's so, you know, and, and, and if you live, or for me, I, I, I can't say if you, if, if I live life, at, you know, in the fullest, and not not to be, you know, a Debbie Downer, but like, oh, I'm going to die tomorrow. But <laughs> if I live each and every day to its fullest, you know, it's just, it's just so much more beautiful. It really, really is. Yeah. You know, and like I was saying earlier with the orchids, it's so funny because Cindy's going to laugh and Roseanne's going to laugh. But um, there's this guy that that lives not too far from here that has, like, he literally has millions, millions of orchids. And um, whenever I'm going over there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go see my dealer today. Does anybody want to come with me? <laughs> oh, I love it. You know, in, in a way, when when you take pictures of your flowers, and I, I would, I'm going to share some of those, you know, your gardens, your orchids, you know, that is essentially a natural high, literally. I mean, it is. When you can actually bask in the beauty of those smaller moments in life, those are beautiful. And 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 I always, you know, I don't have a, a beautiful garden like you, and I always get excited when you share pictures of your amazing, you know, garden, the flowers, um, and and you know, I don't have it, but I can, I can, I can enjoy what you are bringing to the table from your dealer, literally, you know, with <laughs> because really, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, literally. And, and, and if you can enjoy, you know, the simplicity of a bloom of an orchid, like I generally get happy if the damn thing lives longer than a, a week, but, you know, that's why I don't like to, I benefit much more from being, you know, exposed to other people's, um, beautiful works of art, you know, I think that essentially, you know, it changes the game and, and it gives you opportunities to truly get your endorphin hits from things that are, you know, really healthy for you. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and you know, I, I, I love how you say just today and any, everyone is actually talking about it. There are two points I do want to ask you. Cindy asks to tell, ask you about Lois. So I think she's going to tell us about Lois and the vanilla extract. They're all talking about the vanilla extract. I've got to ask you about that too. So tell me okay, about so, what you want to tell first. So Lois is an orchid that, that Cindy and Keeler and Larissa and Roseanne and Brian and Med, my boyfriend, my straight boyfriend, Med, who's actually Roseanne's brother and Cindy's <laughs> husband, but he's well, really mine. That, that um, makes it more interesting than <laughs> right? Got me this this orchid that was literally, I mean, it was the most obscene thing you have ever seen in your life. Like it was it was right here behind me, and the flowers literally went to the ceiling. Oh wow. I mean, the flower spikes were like really? five feet tall. And they had like each one of them had like hundreds 
and hundreds of flowers on it. Oh, and, she, wow. and, and Cindy named it Lois because Lois is um, Bill Wilson's wife. That's that's all I'll say. Okay. Um, so they so they named it Lois. Oh my God. Um, and unfortunately, I had Lois outside last year and I brought her inside and she was not doing well. So Lois is now at summer camp at somebody in the Aiken Augusta Orchid Society's greenhouse being brought back to health. Oh, wow. That it, I had nothing to do with the death of Lois. <laughs> no, like, no. There you go. I normally do kill orchids, which I like am fascinated by how you keep them so vibrant and beautiful. But so Lois is in recovery right now. Is that like Lois a, is, yes. Lois She's is convalescing. And tell me about the vanilla extract. Okay, so the vanilla extract. Um, I was while I was while I was a resident of the Hale House. Um, I was nipping. I was nipping at the vanilla extract, which you know, obviously, if you're living in a sober living community, you're not supposed to be drinking. And you know, it was it was real. I mean, it was. Oh, we wow. can all laugh about it now, but at the time, I mean. Oh. I, you know, I would, and and this is how this is how my 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 sick thinking you know went. It was because in my mind, I'm like, well, if anybody ever catches me, I mean, they know that I bake, so that you know, <laughs> I can I can justify this, I can explain this away. Oh my you god! Know, you know, I mean, even though it's like I'm walking out of of Costco or Walmart with like oh eight, bottle, eight <laughs> bottles, like this size of vanilla extract, oh, which would last my god. You know, even even you know the best baker in the world a year you know but oh my god so yeah that's that's the whole vanilla extract you know i never even it never even dawned on me that there was alcohol and vanilla extract now i've learned a factoid there you go yes and i guess if you bake literally you know but but <laughs> apparently they caught you on the vanilla extract yeah well. well yes well yeah there was there's there's a whole story with that too involving um, two other friends of mine named uh, Vicky and Chico, where I was dog sitting for somebody, and it was just a mess. It was just oh. a mess. They had to, I wouldn't answer the front door, and they had to climb the back fence, and they came in to the house, and then, and then Keeler came over and got rid of all the alcohol. I mean, it was just, it was a hot mess. It really, well, and, I, and again, I can laugh about it now. Yeah. But at the time, it was, you know, it's just, you know, it's really funny too, because, you know, I, you, you talk to people, people that are in, you know, whatever 12-step program and, you know, and, and, you know, you lament over it and you know, I might hit myself over the head and it's like, you know, but the bottom line is I did that kind of stuff because I'm an alcoholic. I'm never not going to be an alcoholic. Yeah. It's not something that, you know, by going through you know, a 12 step program or whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm cured of alcoholism. I get, you know, I get a daily reprieve from my disease and that's contingent upon my spiritual condition. You know, as long as, as long as I maintain a close contact with my higher power and my, and, and, you know, my spiritual condition is, is good, then I get a daily reprieve from, from my obsession. Wow. You know, and and that is just such a beautiful gift. It really, really is. I, I think uh, I think that you see it as a daily reprieve. You know, you can sit there and just like breathe into the moment, like really thank, like with gratitude. And you've mm -hmm. always been someone, at least 
as long as I've known you, has been a person of incredible gratitude. You've always been someone who appreciates your life, even though you say you are an alcoholic, you know, that doesn't change essentially the who at your very core that you are. It just is something that you have to deal with on a daily basis. And, and but, but the magic of you still shines through regardless. Right. I, 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 um, you know, I really believe that people come into your life for a reason, season, or lifetime. And I think that, you know, you had to go through a lot of sadness. Like, literally, if you're one or you're four of 40 people who, at the end of the program, you know, still, I mean, you see a lot of pain, right? And, and, and I think the fact that you can appreciate the joy that comes even in the midst of pain um, is something really beautiful and special. And a lot of people who don't go through what you've gone through and have to deal with what you go through, you know, can truly experience that at a level that's very different, like an extreme, you know, I, you know, I try to, you know, always, learn the lessons i think we all try to learn the lessons when we're awake when we're conscious when we're actually paying attention right and i think even this at this point in your life you know um where you are where you stand since it, you you shared it's a daily a daily reprieve literally i mean where do you see your dash taking you at this point right now like i can tell you i'll share this you are definitely an incredibly talented you know, baker, your 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 what you create is amazing. I'm not quite sure if there's vanilla extract in that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really quite beautiful. And and like I said, your career transition from you know one of an aerobic you know champion to now working through uh, through your own recovery and giving back in ways that now you do right now with, with both the Kitchens and the Hale Foundation. And now you're saying with regard to the first responder, like how does this all at this point in time and dealing with what we're dealing, you know, with the challenges right now that show up, you know, how does this all play a, play a role in, and who the lessons that made you who you are today? Mm -hmm. um, well, first of all, I, I want to, I want to clarify, you know, something that, you know, with, with, you know, for people that are, or for for myself, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what other people think. For me, being in recovery is not, you know, although it's, you know, I talk about a daily reprieve and all of that. Honestly, Meg, being an alcoholic is probably my greatest asset and my and and the biggest gift that I've gotten from God. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 you know, I remember early on hearing people say that I was like, oh my God, you're so mm -hmm. full of you're just full of it. You can't possibly yeah. be grateful, but you know what? It, it, it brings what it brings with, you know, you know, the, the, I, the, I, I hate to say it like the payoff, but the payoff, you know, for, for what this, what the awareness and the beauty that, you know, coincides with, with that, um, you know, disease or whatever, you know, what, with being an alcoholic, there's so much beauty that comes. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I really, I wouldn't trade the, I, I would trade the pain that I put other people through and family members through, but I wouldn't trade the growth and the, and the, and what, what has, what has come from the, you know, what has come out the other side for me. Um, you know, cause you know, everything happens for a reason and every single thing that I've done 
in my entire life has brought me to this moment right here, right now, speaking to you. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so where this, you know, and, and I don't like, you know, there's something that we talk about too, you know, if, if you were to sit down, you know, in the very beginning of when you started this journey and, and, and wrote down a list of all the things that you wanted, <clears throat> you know, in a year and put it in a box and then a year later took it out, you would have sold yourself so short, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I don't, I really don't try to, you know, I, it's not that I don't plan for the future. I just don't get attached to what the outcomes mm-hmm. of the future are going to be because I, I would say, I mean, even in my wildest, most crazy creative, you know, ideas, I would, I wouldn't be able to come up with the beauty and the grandeur that the universe has in store for, for me and for everybody. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I really don't like to, you know, to future trip on, you know, what, you know, what am I going to do? I, I, I know that I'm going to continue bringing joy and, 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 you know, helping other people, helping share my experience um, to help other people who feel like, again, like I said earlier, who feel like this, you know, this is the worst moment of their life. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, one of the things my mother told me, and I think I've said this before on the show, I must have a million times, is that number one, stress will kill you. And number two, don't have any regrets in life. And I speak to that right now because I think what you're speaking to you know, I'm a big visionary, like as far as the visuals, the vision board, you know, I, I actually got a, a meme from someone that said, dear 2020, this shit wasn't on my vision board about everything. <laughs> right now. And, and what you're what you're speaking to is correct. We cannot control what happens for now in the future. Um, but we can have a say in how we show up every day. And I think that that's what mm-hmm. you're speaking to is the present moment. And I think that, you know, what you're saying is that the gift and, and and, you know, as I'm hearing you, there's a lot of healing to be heard in the words that you are sharing with everyone. And I think that's a lot of acceptance and, and certainly mm-hmm. accepting the past and, and not allowing to your, yourself to get anxiety or worry about the future, just truly being in the present moment. And, you know, I think that the most beautiful thing that you can share for me right now is that whole greatest you know, asset, my greatest gift could be the things that I hate the most about myself mm-hmm. and, and literally hate the most. I mean, you know, you know, as a very compassionate or empathetic person and, and, and you know, I, I sometimes share uh, consequentially, you know, um, my life story and, but I am scared to show those demons too. And to hear you, you know, accepting those parts of you that are not as polished and pretty because you are definitely polished and pretty my friend (laughs) literally takes a lot of just you know the kind of screw it this is who i am you know look you like you like me you don't like me it's time for you to go find someone else that you might like a little bit better (laughs) and that that goes to the point where you're speaking of you and me talking right now you know, you know, in many years you've been living in Georgia in a way, and in many years, you know, you, when I had my son, you know, Michael, Michael motorcycle, how important you were to me because you got me through a really challenging pregnancy. I got to work out with you, literally, you know, you know, vomiting on the side, not to roast anybody <laughs> else. But you know, I think at the same time, the gifts of of your presence to others can't go without saying and and i you know and my friends are pointing out that today is the second year anniversary 
of when I, we all, all 16 of us, 17 total with our, our guide, arrived in uh, Camino de Santiago. And I think what you're speaking to right now is so poignant because, you know, that that journey, that journey from, you know, stepping into, you know, getting caught with your sister and then, you know, them loving you so much that they're begging you to take something out of this and get help. And then moving on to the vanilla extract and the dogs and all these people who show up <laughs> in their life. You know, that's that's a painful journey as well as a very joyous one. And, and, you know, I, I remember my Camino, you know, was really painful. My feet, I sprained it mm -hmm. on the floor. But, you know, at the end of the day, the spiritual component, which you take away, clearly what you've taken away, is really compelling. And I, and I believe it makes you extraordinary. So to so tell us one of the greatest takeaways from your spiritual adventure, let's call it, because it sounds like anything with you has an adventure component, definitely, <laughs> for sure. Um. You know, I think I think the greatest takeaway is, <clears throat> you know, don't 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 sell yourself short. Don't um, don't limit, you know, don't don't put limitations on on anything in your life, on any, mm -hmm. you know, on anything, you know, I, I mean, just just believe, you know, believe, ha have faith that you know, have faith that, that what, you know, what is in store is, is just so much more, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, like I said earlier, as wild and as, as beautiful as I, I could have imagined things to be, they're so much better. And, you know, you know, looking from the outside in to some people, again, you know, like I was talking about <clears throat> earlier with all the material, you know, they'd be like, oh my God, you know, yeah. but, but, you know, it's like, that's not, that's not what it's about anymore. You know, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, I went to a freaking all boys private boarding school. Um, that, that is you, know, <laughs> you know, it, it, this was not this was not the life that my parents had had, you know, had planned for me. Um, you know, but 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 again, it's not you know, it's not it. You know, it wasn't in their hands either. And and, and every part of this journey, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. You know, I think about some of the most ridiculous like crazy things I've ever done. <clears throat> like, you know, there was one time when I was when I was living in Richmond, Virginia, and I was dating this guy that had moved to High Point, North Carolina. And I mean, literally one day I was like going to take the bus to go to work and I was just like, I got on the bus and went downtown and I took a bus to North Carolina. Maybe that's where the North Carolina came in. I yeah. took a bus to North Carolina and literally was like walking down the street and he drove by and slammed on the brakes like, what are you doing here? You know, but, you know, as crazy as and impulsive as some of those decisions like like that, you know, it's really funny because that that crazy decision led me to working at a gym where because I had been a cheerleader in college and aerobics was just starting. They were like, OK, oh, you're wow. going to learn how to teach. You're going to learn how to teach aerobics. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, story. So that's that's how, that was in High Point, North Carolina. It was with Living Wells Fitness Center. That's and, awesome. you know, we used to teach on, on like carpeted cement with a boom box. Oh, my God. Know? Oh, my God. That's awesome. So that's the beginning of your aerobic journey was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And before yeah, and that. It was that's... all because wow. I followed a boy to North Carolina. Wow. Because you follow a boy to North Carolina. How <laughs> stories begin with? 
I followed a boy to North Carolina. <laughs> right. I think as a storyteller, you know, flesh that one out. That sounds like a lot of fun for sure. You know, I, uh, I, I, I wanted to, you know, one of the things about you that makes you extraordinary is that you truly have, from the beginning when I've known you, is, is encouraged others to create the life of their dreams. And I think that, you know, it, I guess it doesn't really matter why you followed the boy to North Carolina, but the fact that you responded in kind when you got there and introduced you to this whole, you know, new world that took you to a level of success that, you know, literally is incredibly beautiful because there you are, you know, you and your dance partner, you know, took both of you guys to the top of your game. So the possibilities for your life, you know, certainly in all of our lives, certainly are only as, as we allow it, because you said there are no limitations, right? So this is my favorite part of the interview. I get to share why I think that you're extraordinary in your words, not mine, because I think that when we all truly engage our extraordinariness, like by owning it and saying it and speaking it to truth, literally, then it becomes ours. And I think that the fact that you know that you have come here to share with all of us the beauty of who you are is amazing is going to be very inspirational for many people who may be at a low point right now and not really understanding and and why things are happening the way they are and perhaps you know being really in a dark place they wouldn't really know how to shift themselves and maybe they hear from you you know what you do and what you have done to go from you know you know from where you were to now where you are is really another gift that you can share with the world. So this is the kind of conversation that I love to talk about. It's like, what is important to you now, Kevin, in your life? So what is important to me now is, is friends and joy and, um, you know, not taking the little things for granted. Like earlier today, I was just sitting out in my backyard I have a bird feed. I have like a bird feeder with like, I don't know, a bunch of, a bunch of different things on it. And just sitting there, you know, and just watching all the different birds. And I've had it out there for three years. So by this point, there's been like generations oh, wow. of birds wow. that have come back year after year after year. And, you know, it's kind of like to the point where a lot of them are just like, can, can kind of pretty much stand there and they're just like, oh, it's, it's just them. <laughs> Um, you know, especially with the hummingbirds, the hummingbirds are really, the hummingbirds are like the crack whores of the bird world. Um, Why are the hummingbirds the crack whores? Well, you know, they're like, I'm never going to be able to look at a hummingbird the same again. I'll be like, oh, there's a crack whore. You know, but, but just, just not taking, and, you know, and before, you know, like you were talking about earlier with, you know, with the orchids, when I lived in Miami, I mean, where else, where else is like the most ideal place in the country to have orchids? You know, I, I and I couldn't, I couldn't keep one alive. You know, it had nothing to do with the fact that I was, you know, pass out drunk most of the time. I'm sure it had nothing to do with that. But, you know, it, it's just like, just the appreciation of, of just, you know, the beautiful, you know, the gifts that God, you know, just going outside and looking at the blue sky or, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the sunset or seeing the sunrise or seeing the moonrise. I mean, there'll be times I'll be like driving down the street and I'll, 
<clears throat> I'll call my friend Keeler or Larissa. I'm like, oh my God, you have to go outside right now and look at the moon. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Oh, and they're it. always like, okay, sure. You know, short crack core. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you because I would do the same thing. Go look at that moon. That is a rocking moon, man. And then rock bitches <laughs> gather hands and <laughs> yeah. right? No, but I love that. That's amazing. So as far as importance is appreciating the beauty of the moment. That's amazing. That's wonderful. And you know, like now that you now that you have lived uh, many lifetimes, literally, you're one, you know, how do you, what, how do you want to prioritize this new season in your life? This now 2020, you know, how it started and like even what you want to accomplish in the future or not future. Cause I know you don't want to live in the, in the future, but even in your present moment. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, my thing just said my battery's dying. And oh, I tried. um, you know, I just, I just want to, <clears throat> I just want to continue, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, just growing, you know, growing spiritually, growing, you know, learning new things. You know, I, I think <clears throat> as, as long as you continue to learn new things, you continue to grow. I mean, not just, you know, not just, just spirit, you know, just like stupid, even stupid, like trivia things. Like I love to watch Jeopardy. I love to watch like all of the earth and science shows. Yeah. I love to learn about, you know, just, just beautiful, you know, just, just stuff. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I love to constantly learn. Yeah. Oh, and your friend says that you love to make jib jabs, which could be an addiction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. That's my new. I don't know what Jim Jabs are. You know, merging faces <laughs> onto those songs. So yes, very nice, Kevin. If you get yes, I've done a couple for you, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. I, I think know. I did. What did I do for you guys? I think I did Love Shack. Oh, you did Lizzo for me. Truth hurts. I, I love did Lizzo it. for you too, but I, but I did a version of Love Shack where Michael yes. was the lead male singer. Oh, was, yes. lo and by the way, he loved it. He did appreciate you. My 17-year-old thinks you're really cool. That is pretty. Those are my <laughs> high marks for sure. And my daughter <laughs> thinks you're fabulous because certainly you and Judy Garland are very, you know, tight with that. I'm still hoping you, you burst out because... I, for all of you who know Kevin, if you're lucky enough to get a phone call on your birthday, it's going to be a rendition of Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday, Mr. <laughs> President, which I always get excited about. And it is definitely a birthday highlight, naturally high for me. That's for sure. I, I, do, I do like when we manifest. I do like to give people some great tools that you have learned from your life that they can use as takeaways for their incredible journeys, especially if they're facing similar demons or, you know, they're in the dark place or even if they're not, what do you do to bring more joy into the world like you've spoken to? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I just, I, I think, you know, I, I think the most important thing that I can I can teach people is to embrace who you are, you know, to mm -hmm. to to embrace the you that is you that nobody else is and and just and love, love who you are and, and just be be the most authentic you that you can be. And, and just, you know, I mean, for for so many years um, I, you know, I, I tried to put up, you know, these facades and these walls and these, you know, like, you know, just just play these roles that I thought that other people thought that is was how I should be. But, you know, I don't know what anybody else thinks, you know. So if I could say anything to anybody, just 
just learn to love yourself as mm-hmm. <clears throat> as you are, just exactly as you are. I think that you know? is probably the best advice that you can give me today because I think that a lot of us, we deal with the imperfections of us rather than embracing the authentic us. And I think that, that that's a wonderful, um, a wonderful reminder to all of us that, you know, what, what, what else can you do at this point? Like literally you, wherever you go, there you are, you're going to show up and you're going right. to help yourself or you're going to actually enjoy it. So you might as well en- enjoy it, which I do love that. Um, so at the beginning of the interview, we asked you to set, I asked you to set an intention and then also pick a number. So what was your intention? Mine always is to actually learn through curiosity, something amazing with the hummingbirds. You got me. And the second, (laughs) the second thing is certainly to enjoy the conversation, which I always do with you and, and always do with, with everyone who shows up here because I, I, de- I dearly love you and I think that you're an amazing and extraordinary person. So what was your intention and what number do you pick? Okay, so my intention was that even if it was just for this one hour today during everything that's going on in the crazy world right now, that everybody could just take this one hour to just take a deep breath and just let it all go and just, just have joy for an hour. Just, mm-hmm. you know, just... Just, you know, just be joyful for, for, for this. If, if not, if, if everything else is crazy in your life, just take at least, you know, if you can't take an hour, take at least a moment every day to just take a deep breath in, breathe in joy and let go of all that shit that no longer serves your needs. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. You know, I, I love that. I do, um, yeah, a daily reprieve basically from the, the drama and the str- oh, we love We love the drama. But we love. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Oh, can't have that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and what number did you pick? I picked one eleven. Okay. So <clears> you know <throat> how you know with the one eleven when people are like, oh, I looked at my clock and it was eleven eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's supposed to be the sign that there's angels present. Ah, you're an angel, Kevin. Of course. Read <laughs> so in the book what page one eleven speaks to then. And surprisingly enough, it is April. So, page 111, and you're going to read it for us. Okay, so April 9th, page 111, you never need permission to play. The one thing that you have that nobody else has is you, Mm -hmm. your voice, your mind, your story, your vision. Mm -hmm. So write and draw and build and play and dance and live as only you can. Wow, that's so... That is so, that's so like in line with what we were just talking about. Yeah, and that's sure. by Neil Gaiman, British author of the comic book series, The Sandman. <clears throat> you get the opportunity to play today. Just imagine how much fun you could have engaging in activities for their pure enjoyment. Even the most tedious tasks become exciting because you never know whom you might meet. Even the most challenging experiences become an exciting adventure because you never know what you may learn. Even the most humdrum occurrences become eventful because you never know what may fascinate you. With a sense of zeal and enthusiasm, you get to bring your voice, your mind, your story, your vision to live this day like no other. Everything changes when you come to the playground of your life with this attitude. The universe will unfold new adventures as you are reintroduced to joy. Mm-hmm. Get ready to claim a golden ticket to the greatest golden ticket to the greatest show on earth, yours. Look around at your new playmates who are ready to take part in the pleasure as well. 
Now it is up to you to decide if you will actually use the ticket to build a life based on more laughter, fun, and merriment. Remember, you never need permission to play, write, draw, build, or dance, because you alone get to choose how you live your day. You get to look for the magic, miracles, butterflies, and blessings in a serendipitous way. And the magical key to bliss is invite someone special for a play date today. Well, I can tell you this. I got to invite someone special on your play date today. And, you know, it's been since years now that we've been friends. And you definitely always bring joy and merriment and enthusiasm to my life. And for that, I will eternally be grateful. for your beauty and that you get to share your authentic you with me. And with that, are you gonna sing some Judy for us or we got that lucky? <laughs> oh, some Judy, well, oh, it's nine o'clock, okay. So I think we'll, I'll take us out with, <clears throat> wait, let me take a little sip well, of water. Well, before here. you do take us out, I definitely want you to give us a final bit of inspiration. Um, I did like- Oh, the, yes. Yes, I, you have to give us a final bit of inspiration. Okay. Yes. I was going to, hold on, I had something to read. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, remember? Yes, and I want you to post it in the feed afterwards so everyone gets to actually take it home with you. Go ahead. So this is from a book, um, this is from a book called 24 Hours a Day, and this is a reading by, it was a favorite reading of a very dear friend of a lot of us. Um, Her name was Miss Frances. And the reading goes like this. Be expectant. Constantly expect better things. Believe that what God has in store for you is better than anything you ever had before. Mm -hmm. The way to grow old happily is to expect better things right up to the end of your life and even beyond that. A good life is a growing, expanding life with ever-widening horizons, an ever-greater circle of friends and acquaintances, and an ever-greater opportunity for usefulness. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. That is definitely incredibly inspirational, especially a lot of us may need it right now. So thank you so much, Kevin. And you got to do a song for us. So go for it. Well, I'll just do a couple of bars of there's no business like show business like no business. I know. That's it. Oh, you gotta love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Um, You know, thank you so much, Kevin. What an incredible opportunity was to share you with so many of these beautiful people who've come to support you and come to know you now because to know you is clearly to love you. Um, I I definitely want to say, you know, that, you know, you got to let your soul be the guide that allows you to fulfill limitless dreams which kevin spoke to tonight and let us all try to together raise the positive vibration on this planet especially now so that we all can live our bliss together you know enjoy your magic and your miracles and if you get to meet this wonderful person in person be be very happy because you won the lottery that day so continue Uh to shine your beautiful light kevin embrace the authentic you until next time, I want you to all manifest the most beautiful life that you can imagine. Let's love ourselves exactly where we are. Reach out to other people and, and be that shining light to continue to spread love. And I do want to leave with this one note. 
create yourself a beautiful day, Kevin. I love you. I love you, Meg. You're amazing. This was amazing. Um, I will put the information. Kevin, if people want to reach out to you specifically, how can uh -huh. they in contact with you if that's something that you are welcoming? Um, they can either do it on through Facebook or my email is Kevin, is my name Kevin Cregan. 1962 at hotmail.com. Yes, Hotmail does still exist. <laughs> um, and then on Facebook also, there the Hale Foundation, it's H-A-L-E Foundation, has their own Facebook page. Okay, that's if good. If anybody wants to get more information about the Hale Foundation. And maybe somehow I can let you know and you can put a link on it. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll make okay. sure I put the link on <clears throat> after. So, so everyone, if you want to contact Kevin, Kevin Cregan at hotmail.com. I love it. Hotmail. Get it? <laughs> no, of course it's hotmail. And, you know, Brian Penrose says that Kevin is my hero and I have to second that. Kevin, you are my hero. I'm so Aww. proud of you and what you've made with your life and, and the acceptance and the grace and the joy and everything. And I'm glad that your dealer happens to be an orchid supply. You know, it's important to really embrace everything about your life. It makes you who you are today. And you really are a beam of light. And I love you. So thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you all for joining us tonight. I wish you all a lot of blessings and bliss and, and certainly, you know, stay safe in all of this. And we love you. And get naturally high on life with Kevin. Yes. Man, yes. that is the where we all need to be on this 420 is naturally high on these kind of conversations. So big kiss, Kevin. I love you. Uh, love you, Meg. Mwah.